All right, beautiful. Shalom Aleichem, we are back in the base Medrash. Ah, it's great to be back. Hopefully it lasts. It's not very promising, but we'll take every day as it comes. Test, test. Something's wrong with the sound. Hold on, plug me in directly. Hold on. No, take that off. Yeah. How about now? Listen, as we get back, you have no sound at all on Zoom? No? Zoom is good? Okay. Not the best. Today's shear is sponsored anonymously for Fur Shlema, for an anonymous person. He's doing better, Baruch Hashem, so you should have a Fur Shlema. It's not Pashat. I know it's Matzav, it's not Pashat, but... Please, Hashem will get out of it. I had a relative that had the same thing, and you'll see. Yeah. Okay. It's working. The air conditioner is working. Baruch Hashem. Okay. Um, first email from Bernie Liebtag. Bernard Liebtag. That's my good buddy, Bernie the Burn. He actually started off. I told you already about him. He's one of the first emails, only in the beginning, that he called me a Balgaiva, and I read it out, and people were like, what are you doing? And we had all things, so he writes like this. He, gave, he came over to the house and gave me some t-shirts. I felt really bad that I didn't get to see him. I thought perhaps he was anyways in Ramah B'Chemish. It turns out that he drove in. Where did he drive in from? From Odin, because somebody gave him the wrong information. It's not his fault. He was whatever. So it says like this. First of all, real things goes to my wife, Susan. So her her idea to do it, and we both drove to your house in RBS. She's in touch with a certain person the whole time about it. Second, I do love you. We had our one-time disagreement, no big deal. I've been with you since Brachas. I like to watch it on YouTube, since I can pause, and I look at Rashi, Toysvist, etc. There's Dafyomi in my Shulam Odin that I do not attend. Because I prefer yours. I love the charts, humor, the whole production. Ask Fischl Gross from Mishpacha Magazine. I hope you all saw the article. Mishpacha Magazine, Fischl Gross. Anyways, I, he tell, I don't need any rice that you're a good guy. I know his son. His son is one of the most choshev rabbanim in Chicago. Believe me, I have no hard feelings towards you, and I have no hard feelings towards you. Bernie the Burn Liebtag Modian. So I feel bad. I really feel bad. He came all the way in. What? Yeah. Bernie the Burn Liebtag. Because he gave me a good burn. I like burns. Burns are good. Here's another interesting one. First of all, yeah, okay, fine. Hold on a second. I saw there was a nice, interesting one here somewhere. Oh. Kfoy the Rav, your classes are tremendously inspiring. Please teach us how a yid becomes so efficient in gaining the understanding of Torah in such an organized fashion. So I'm reading it only because there's a beautiful Gemara here all the way on top of the Kufchov. We're going to get there. May Hashem keep giving you the strength to continue furthering your avodas HaKadosh. All right. We have a big daf ahead of us. Beautiful stuff. We're holding ten lines from the bottom. Omrav Yud Omrav. Daf Kuf Yutesim Beis. Today's Daf Kuf Chof. Ten lines from the bottom. Omrav Yud Omrav. My Dichsev Al Tigu B'Meshichoy. Don't touch my Mashiach. Don't touch the anointed ones. What's Pshat? And don't harm my Nevi'im. 
These are the young children learning Torah. So this goes back to what we were talking about on Friday, that Yerushalayim was Nechrav because they stopped teaching the children Torah. And the learning of children is what kept Yerushalayim going. The learning of children, don't touch my, what's going on? Still not good? You want to switch out this mic maybe? Give me another mic. Give me that mic. What about that mic? Rabbi Yehuda Nesiya is slightly different than Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. It's his grandchild. Rabbi, Rabbi, right? Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, Rabbi, the author of the Mishnah. This is his grandchild. The world stands because of the Torah that the children learn. How many children do we have? Wow. Whoo. We have a whole bunch of children. What? No, you're bar mitzvah already. You're a big kid. Okay, so we have four, five, five kids. Ari, you don't count. Beautiful. All right. They're still doing. They're going strong from brachas. You think they would pop out, they would drop out in Shabbos. By the way, this Masechta happens to be for now. No? The Mamish made a Shemra for Shabbos. I love this Masechta. Love it. What are we? We're chopped liver? You know who I am? I'm Rav Papa. You're Abaya. Imagine, G'dayla Ador, Abaya and Rava, the whole, the whole Shas, Abaya, Rava, Rav Papa. Every daf has a Rav Papa and Abaya. So what our Torah is, that's, that's not why the world exists, it's because of our Torah. Omalei, yes, it's not because of you. These children don't have chet. Yeah, you may be a little bit with the kibbut avein. No, it doesn't count. It's mamish Torah, pure Torah without an avera. That's why the world exists. Another one from Yehudin Rebbe's grandson. You hear this? You don't take your children on Chalamoya trips. You don't take them on. You don't take them out of school to go to the dentist. He's laughing. You don't take them out of school for anything. Not even Afilu Lebinyan Beis Hamikdash. Beis Hamikdash. The Torah that they learn in school is more valuable than building the base of Mikdash. This is a little shocking. I didn't really see anybody talk about it, but it says, Rishlokish says, this is what I got from my forefathers. Now, Rishlokish is known to be a listim. He, he had a bad start in life, and only after he met Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yechonon made him a baltruva. So I'm not exactly sure what this means. He went off? You mean he first was, was, that's what he heard? You heard that he went off. Okay. If that's the case, then it's a good pshat. And some say that he turns it to him. In other words, who's your Rabbi Secha? Who's reviewed in the seals Rabbi Secha? No, Rabbi I just said it. Rabbi. His grandfather's Rabbi. Rabbi Anasi. Kolir become destroyed. Now, a churva has something to it. It's still charev, but it has some wall standing. It's not completely obliterated. Obliterated. It's completely gone, destroyed. Ephes. 
So machrivim, says Rashi, some of it is left. Machrivim, nothing is left. Oh, my Rava. The reason why Yerushalayim was destroyed is because there were no more trustworthy people. Go around in Yerushalayim. Go around and ask people. If you find a single individual that's trustworthy, and I'll forgive it. All you need is one person. So you see, nobody is trustworthy. What are you talking about? At the, at the lowest, they still were very trustworthy. I'll prove it to you. They were looking around, and somebody would grab a person and say, You have a simla, you have a beged. You're wearing clothing. The Gemara is going to explain what that means. In other words, you have some tire to you. Could you please be a Rav? There's an amazing Rashi. I love this Rashi only because I learned in Yeshiva. You know that guy in Yeshiva that you ask him a kasha? Sometimes it's a Magichir, unfortunately. He doesn't know a, hundred, a lot. And when you ask him a question, he tells you, oh, it, it's really deep. The reason you don't understand is because it's really, really deep. Rashi talks about this. You know, he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know the answer to your question. Instead of saying, I don't know, he's embarrassed. He says, it's teeth. It's too teeth for you. There's people like that. That's a person. They, they say, eh, because they don't know how to answer. Instead of saying, I don't know, simlo. This machshelo, this michshel, this stumbling block. Tachas yodecho. What does it mean? Daf kuf chof omed alef. Dvarim she'ein bnei odom oimdim aleim elo imkein nichsholim b'hem. So this is a little bit of an answer to that email. Yeshem tachas yodecho. That what? When you make mistakes two, three times, you stumble in Torah. Those are the things that you remember for a long time. But really, to answer that email, you have to put in a lot of time. You have to do a lot of chazara, and that's it. I mean, it's practice, practice, practice. So they go over to a guy. You have a little Torah. You're not bad. You don't lie. When you don't know, you say you don't know. No, be our Rav. So he tells him back, I swear, I'm not going to be a ruler. He says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lock myself up in a, in a shul, in a, in a base marriage and learn Torah. What are you talking about? You, you picked the wrong guy. Again, what's going on here? We're looking for a guy to rule. So he, 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 they go over to this person, they say, could you be our Rav? You know how to learn. You know some Torah. He says, no, I don't know anything. I don't know Mikra, Mishnah, Gemara, I don't know a thing. I can't be your Rav. The Gemara is trying to prove that they're so trustworthy. You, you went over to the guy, be our Rav. So if he was a... If he was a a little bit of a drake up, 
he didn't, he wasn't a trustworthy person. He said, fine, I'll be your Rav. How much do you pay? What's the salary? So it sounds like a nice salary. I'll be your Rav. You think I'm a Choshva guy? Great. Can I sit in the Mizrach? Can I put it on frak? Can I get a salary? And he, instead, he says, Ein lech vein simla. So they were trustworthy. In Yerushalayim, they were trustworthy. Says the Gemara, what's the big raya that they were trustworthy? If he lied and said, yeah, I'll be a Rav, a minute later, they started calling him up with kashas, with shilas, and he doesn't know a thing. He's going to look like a fool. So instead of looking like a fool, he, he, he pretends he's a big anav. He doesn't know, because he really doesn't know anything. You can't fake being a Rav when you don't know anything. Says Gemara, no. What he should have done is if he was a Balgaiva and a, not a trustworthy person, he'll say, listen, I used to be a tremendous Talmud Chacham. I pushed forgot everything. I had amnesia, I forgot. Instead, he says, I never learned the word. I'm a big Amaret. No, so that's trustworthy. That's, he's a nice guy. Says the Gemara, nothing. I don't know anything. So you see, they're trustworthy. So if they're trustworthy, why are you telling me that in Yerushalayim they weren't trustworthy? They couldn't even find the Pesach says, if there would be one trust, trustworthy person, Akash Baruch would have saved the whole Yerushalayim. Listen to this. Unbelievable answer. Says the Gemara, if Akash Baruch would have found one person that was trustworthy in business, he would have saved Yerushalayim. Yeah, it's easy to find people that are trustworthy in Torah. Big Anovim, oh, I don't know how to learn, go somewhere else. But to find somebody that's trustworthy in business, that he didn't find. There's a Misa, you trust me in what, in business? And construction. Hopefully they don't destroy this place. He didn't tell me. Why didn't he say? Today's shir is being sponsored. Lila Nishmas, Lotabas Yaakov Naftali. Maybe there's a certain email I'm supposed to. I don't remember. Okay. Sorry. We got to go. Should we have to start over the whole shir? Yosef's going to have to edit this. There's a Maisa I heard from Rafishal Shechter. You guys know Rafishal Shechter? So I'm going to change it a little bit, just, uh, but it's basically his story. He says that. A guy lost a wallet with $1,000 in the wallet. And he gave up on it. And all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. Ruve knocks on the door. He says, I found your wallet. He says, wow, what a trustworthy guy. He takes his wallet. A week later, the guy that lost his wallet, his daughter gets engaged. Or his son gets engaged. And he has to go buy a diamond for the kala. So he finds out that this guy that returned the wallet, he's a diamond dealer. So he goes to him, he says, he's not going to get a better deal than by this guy, this trustworthy guy. So he goes, and he asks him for a good diamond, and he says, I have the perfect diamond for you, this thing, VGI, whatever the words are over there, VG, whatever, it's the color, and you're perfect, this is the best diamond you could buy. So he takes the diamond, <laughs> trustworthy guy, he gave me back my, 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 my wallet. And they go to, the, to set the diamond, and the guy says, who gave you this piece of garbage? You don't see it has a crack right down the middle. It's, this thing is worth $4, maybe. He goes back to the guy. He says, what are you, I thought you are a trustworthy guy. The guy says, listen, when it comes to mitzvahs, I'm trustworthy. But this is business. Business is, business is different. What does that mean? It's not a joke. 
There are a lot of people that think that business means if you could fool another guy, then you're, you just did a, a nice business deal. It, it's not gneva. It's business. It means I am tricking the other guy to believe what I'm doing. I just tricked you to buy a diamond. That's business. There's business and there's mitzvahs. There's two different things. To return $1,000, Hashavah Saavedah, that I do. But to fool you in a diamond, that, that's business. And that's the mistake. The Masomatan of Baruch would have seen one trustworthy person in business, he would have saved Yerushalayim. To say, oh, I'm a big tzaddik, I don't know, I'm, I can't be a rov, I'm, I'm a oretz, that a lot of people could do. But let's see you be trustworthy in business. Says the Mishnah. Matzilin sal moliki koros. Afal pishi yesh bo meyo sudois. Okay, there's another saying. Business, business is business. Listen, business is business. Sorry. I've heard, it's, I really heard people say this. I've heard people say that the, the, the business means to fool the other guy. From guy to from guy. If you could fool him, it's not gneva. That's already business. That's already chacham. Look at what a chacham I am. I was able to fool the guy. It's, uh, it's sad. Matzilin sal molekikorois. You could save a whole basket from a fire. We're still dealing with fires over here. hundred meals in a basket. No, what's the problem with this, Rabbi Yisai? Huh? Oh, oh, more than three meals. It's more than three meals. We learned all the mission, three meals. Vigul shel devela. Vigul shel devela is you put a bunch of figs in a barrel, a whole barrel worth of figs, and they become, they just become like one chunk of figs eventually. All the, the, the honey comes out of them, whatever, they become one chunk. How much does something like that weigh? A lot. How much wine is in a barrel? A lot. A lot more than your three meals. And you can tell other people, come and say for yourselves. Now, how much could other people save? The Ran says over here, and we could use it for the Gemara later, but we'll say it over here. Very interesting. That when it comes to your own saving, so we have the Svara, the whole parak was saying the Svara of Adam Bola Mamoina. A person is so stressed out from the fire that he can do crazy things. But if it's a stranger, it's not his fire. If it's not his fire, he can go and save for himself as much as he wants. And he, then he sticks in a little bit of a, a, a chap, the run. He says the opposite. If you're going to extinguish the flame, if that stranger is going to extinguish the flame, he's not going to be able to take any more food. The whole reason he's taking food now is because there's a fire. He has to save the fire. So he gets, he gets free meal. So he doesn't want the flame to go out because if the flame goes out, he'll, the guy says, stop, stop, stop. It's good. Go home. Don't take any more food. So Adarabah, a stranger doesn't want the fire to go out, so maybe he could save a bunch of stuff. But Allah, we say the exact opposite that a person can only save up to three meals. That there is bow. Fine. The Gemara is going to explain what's going on here. If they're very smart, they will realize that they could charge him for saving the food. Where do you save the stuff to? It has to be... When we had the sugya by Sefer Torah, we said it, it's a it's a mavui with the proper lechi. 
and sorry, not the proper lechi. A lechi is missing. It's supposed to be two lechi, lechayim, two lechis, one is missing. And Ben Becerra says zero lechi. Over here, lechotzam erevis, it has to be perfect. You have to be able to carry there halachically. Ben Becerra oimer, avalashenu erevis. And Ben Becerra says, no, we made a special kula when you have a fire to save your food. You can bring your pots, your pans, whatever you need. You could save. Says the Tanakhama, he could, he could put on himself anything. So I have a picture. It was a funny picture. You don't really need it, but I thought it's cute from Yoni. What does it look like? Here. See this guy? Five coats, five scarves, hats, strimal on the top, whatever. Just cute. Huh? No, because we'll see. Who says you can carry like that in your hands? Vilaivish, you have to put it on you. Now, that is a hecker. That's different than putting it in a bag. By you wearing it like that, which you don't have with food. You have food, you can't stuff it in your mouth. You have to put it in a bag, and that's the problem. You're going to start, you're gonna, you, you might you might put the fire out. But now that you're wearing five coats and you want to put out the flame, you're going to say, wait a minute, why am I wearing five coats? Something's funny here. So that's going to stop. That's the hecker. You could only take out 18 begadim that is normal for you to wear. In those days it was 18. The Gemara goes through a whole cheshmer what the 18 are. But only one time. You can't go back and forth and take out 18 plus 18. Now it goes back to the Tanakama, the Chayza, the Leivesh, the This is not according to Rabbi Yosef. According to the Tanakama, you can go back and forth, back and forth. Come help me, says the Gemara. But with another Mishnah, we learned you can only save three meals. Omar, Ravuna, so Pshat number one is. When you're coming to, when you grab one, one bag, one giant bag, so you can take as much as you want. But when you're bringing a bunch of different things from the kitchen and a kugel and a this and a that, that is only three sudas. We said it's all these sudas are in one sal. One sal is fine. And it seems like from the Gemara, this is what the, they speak out, that this is, the lahalacha, this is the pshat. Why? Because the Gemara is going to ask a question according to this pshat, according to Ravuna. Now, new pshat. No, he's schlepping from here and there. Our mission over here, they could save 100 meals because he's saving it to one chatzar, into the same chatzar that he's in. If he goes over chatzar, then you, have to only, you can only save three meals. Now, according to Rav Huna, that we're talking about that he puts it, it's in one, it's only in one basket. He takes a big giant talus. Here, here's a picture. This is according to Rashi, how they learn in Rashi. He takes even other, other bags and empties them out in a talus. Keeps on emptying out. One, two, three. At the end of the day, what is he taking outside? He's taking outside one talus. He's taking out one bag. But 
So here's the issue. The question is, how did he get to that one bag? He had to go back and forth, back and forth, his pantry. He kept on emptying things out. That's a big tircha. Right? So that's the shayla. On the one hand, you have a big tircha, getting to, to the point that you can take it out. But when you take it out, it's not a tircha. It's only one, you're only taking out one thing. To fill up your suitcase with a bunch of things from different closets is a tircha. But once you have that one suitcase, you take that one suitcase outdoors, and that's it. It's one hoitza. Is that okay or not? Says the Gemara, prove it to you. With wheels, not wheels, whatever, that's not the point. One, one taking out. So Gemara says a very interesting thing. Rav Shivzvi fooled Rav Chizda. And we said that he fooled him, and, and we, 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 we called him out on it. So from the calling out, we see what Allah is. That what? When we're talking about saving wine, wine is dripping off a roof. We said you put a, a clee underneath and you catch all the wine. But he, he, what he made up was that it's only three meals worth. We learned this, that circuit two days ago. We didn't have three, three meals. There's no, there's no limit. That what? Let's continue a second. So what was the mistake? What did he fool him? Remember? Wine is ripping off the roof, so you take a barrel, you put it underneath, and you catch all the wine. Provided that you don't bring a second clee, you now take another clee and catch that wine mid-air. You now take a second clee and put that clee up against the wall to catch the, wall, to catch the wine that's dripping down the wall. But it doesn't say, says the Gemara, in one kli, you could save more than three sudas. So why did Rav Shizvi say that it's only three sudas? The bottom line is that if I have a barrel catching wine, I could catch more than three meals. So two over here, if I have this blanket, and I fill it all with a lot of food, it could be more than three meals, because I'm only taking one out. The Gemara assumes that it's the same idea, basically. Over there, it's one barrel, it's a little hard to understand the, the correlation between the two because over there he's not really doing avayda. He's just putting the barrel underneath and it's catching it by himself. But he understands that at the end of the day I'm taking out one barrel, I'm, I'm saving one barrel worth, over here I'm saving one talus worth. And it says in the Mishnah that they can make a cheshmer with him. So what's the Lashon over here? Um... If they were smart about it, they could go over them and, and demand money. Says the Gemara, What is going on here? How could they demand money? All this food is hefker. Why? Says Rashi, because the guy screams out. He says, Come, come help me. I'm done. So, what's the Lushan here? Uh, he says, go, go save it for yourself. Other Rishonim learn, it's hefker because the fire is about to consume it. Omar Avchizda, midas chasidu shanukan. What? Yush? It's like uh, anything that uh, water comes to, 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 to wipes out your field. It's, it becomes hefker automatically as it's coming. That, but that, some say that's why Rashi says, not like that. It's because he said, it didn't happen yet. So he says, Mufurish, come, grab it. Omar Avchizda, midas chasidu shanukan. So, you're right. At the end of the day, the guy could take it for himself. He took it from Hefker. However, since it was one of these Hefkers, though, it's not a, it's not a nice Hefker. 
He was forced, the fire is coming. So a chas doesn't want to take something that doesn't deserve it 100%. There's a little bit of, it's missing a little bit in the hefker. So he, he wants, he, he says, you know what, take it back, but at least pay me for my time. Omarava, chasidim, agri, the shabbos is chocolate. You're talking about chasidim here? Chasidim don't take money for working on Shabbos. We're not talking about a chassid. You're right. A chassid wouldn't do this. But a guy that cares about his time, though. You're, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, what kind of guy is this? The guy's a fire. You're helping him. Then you're going to come to mad money. Whatever. He doesn't have money. He has other things. He has a business. He helped him out, but he wants to be compensated for his time. He doesn't want to, he just doesn't want to take freebies from other people. However, but he doesn't want to work there for hours and not be compensated, at least for his, his month, just for his time. Not pick him that they are good businessmen like we thought to begin with, but pick him in Hilcha Shabbos. They understand that this is not Tzachar Shabbos. Now, why is this not Tzachar Shabbos? Lamaisi worked on Shabbos and he's getting money because he wasn't working for himself to get money. He wasn't working for a paycheck. He was working to take all the food for himself. Then he flipped it into a paycheck. He says, listen, I'm going to give you everything back. I just want to be compensated for my time. That's not Tzachar Shabbos. If I hire the guy to work for me for $10 an hour to save my food, that's 100% Tzachar Shabbos. But if I tell the guy, save as much food as you want, take it home, do whatever you want. And then the guy comes back after Shabbos and says, look, here's everything I saved, take it back, but come save me for my time. That's not Tzachar Shabbos. He's not a pikeah. Like, what do you mean he's not a pikeah? You mean your Shemaim is not a pikeah? It's automatic? Is that what you're saying? Chas <laughs> Yisrael. No. Yeah, the what? He's a Shabbos. Okay, but this is but also you see in, in Gemara, the Gemara is it's black and white. You, I think in our days nobody would have, would have the chutzpah to go to somebody and say, "Hey, pay me for my time." It's not accepted in our days, but maybe it's more of a, out of a busha, out of a. But over there, listen, I worked for you. I spent my time. I, I wanted to, 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 to do homework with my children. Instead, I, I helped you in the fire. I think I deserve a little bit. The minimum wage, whatever it is, pay me. It's not, he says, he, he's it's not also to take that money. Because if he, had he started out to take that, if he worked just for the money, that would be also. But he worked to bring home as much food as he wants. He came home with $1,000 worth of inventory. And now he's trading it in. He says, here, take that. Just give me $3 for my, for my time. That's it. So that's motor. How come when it comes to the food over here, when it comes to the clothing, it says imi. When it comes to food, it says lochem. Save for you and for the clothes, it says save for me. Amri. Gavim is ktani lochem. You have to take it because I could only save three meals. So everything above three meals is for everybody else besides me. But clothing, he could save as much as he wants. He could 
use this clothing over, he could change into different clothing and save as much as he wants. And if you're going to save it, save it for me. He saves it, takes it outside, undresses all those layers, obviously not completely undressed, but he has five coats on, takes off all the five coats. He goes back in and saves again. Okay, he does it all day long, as long, the Rand says, as long as it's like an Yishu kind of thing, he doesn't have to go through Yishu Sayyachim. Divirim Meir. Okay, so we had this in the Mishnah. What are the Shmoina Asr Kalim? These are the 18 Begadim. Miktoirin. Rashi says, there's a few interesting Rashi's here. Rashi says, a mantle. I don't know if you guys speak Yiddish. A mantle in Yiddish means a coat. Unkili. It's another Begad here. This is the best I could do, Rabbi Zai. Unkili. It's the under, this is the outer one with the dots, and the uncle is the inner coat. And then you have Upunda, is this big belt over here, this guy. So it's three already. Cowboys will pitch on. Cowboys is this guy. So like a nice shirt. Cowboys will pitch on. The Chaluk. Chaluk. I have it, this from Yoni, even though this guy had it, but I forgot. Here's a chaluk, some sort of robe. And here's another garital going on here. There's another belt that we're going to talk about. Va'apilios. Pilios is some sort of robe. Although, in the Agoizit Yun saw he says it's a mask. Okay. It wasn't clear what apilios was. Uma'apiris. What's uma'apiris? What do we have apiris? Mapoiris is like a Babasali thing, the head covering. Now, Ushnei Sfreikin. Where's the Sfreikin? Hmm. No? Sfreikin, Sfreikin, Sfreikin. Here. Here we go. These are, it holds up your sacks because in those days they didn't have rubber band, you know, they didn't have the rubber in the sack. So the sack will fall down. So they had little belts. Garters, yeah. Chasidim have it, whatever. Ushnei minolam, two shoes. Ushnei anpilois, two sacks. The sacks that the garters are holding up. Ushnei pargod. I like this. I thought we should see it in Rashi Mefurish. Rashi says, Pargoid. Ubalachan Ashkenaz Kinihoizen. So it's a silent kuf. Nihoizen. It means, Hoizen means pants. And knee, knee pants. In other words, they come up to your knees like shorts. These guys right over here. I have a terrible story. I can say it on This is not being recorded on YouTube, is it? It is. <laughs> I have a... I heard this from the Baldover himself. It's a famous story, actually, but I heard it from the... I learned the Masaik with the Bachar. The, one of the Rosh he's still alive today in Lakewood. He didn't speak very... He didn't speak a good Yiddish. So he went to... You know the story? He went, he went to learn Yiddish from a, from a class. And... Uh, 
and he comes to he comes to Levaya, my friend's mother's nifter, and my friend he told me it was his mother's Levaya, this is my May that it's a true story. He said at the Levaya that she was such an unbelievable tzaddikus. She used to drezich alamol and ala demeners hoizen. She was always within, she meant to say houses. And by mistake she said this. Kitzer. And everybody at the Levaya started laughing. It was like the whole Levaya. It was like a sad Levaya and they couldn't hold themselves back. Anyway, fine. Ah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said this, Maisa. It's being recorded. <laughs> What's a Shabbos, Maisa? There's an Afkimina Raboisa. If you didn't speak Yiddish, you speak Yiddish now. There's an Afkimina in Heiser and Hoizen. A Hoizen, a Heiser are houses or a house, and Hoizen are a pair of pants. Anyway. But the, this story is, is bad enough, I think, for this year. I don't know. What, in Yiddish? Yeah, you need I got it. Okay, fine. Says the Gemara. Now, v'chagor uchnei paragor v'chagor shebe masnov. We have that little belt that we showed before. V'koyva shebe roishoi, and a hat on his head. V'suda shebe tzavaroi. Now this is a little gross. Rashi says he has a thing that goes around his neck. He has like a little uh, a scarf. What is it, what does he use a scarf for? Says Rashi. To blow his nose, to, to wipe his mouth, his eyes, says Rashi. He doesn't say nose, but I think that's what he meant. So whatever, whatever the minig was, whatever, whatever they felt was normal in those days. Says the Mishnah. Shida is very famous throughout Shas. But here's the picture of what it looks like. It's a bunch of boxes, a bunch of closets. When it comes to Tuma, we talk a lot about Shida, Teva, Umigdal. But the idea is the same. Now what? You have a big fire about to burn your Shida, your moir, call it whatever you want, a dresser. So what do you do? You take a piece of hide, which is not mukta. You designated it, whatever, it's not mukta. You put it over your dresser, so when the fire comes to that piece of hide, it's not going to burn it. Worst comes to worst, the fire will singe the, the hide, but that's about it. Reb Shimon Benana says the Gemara is going to describe holds of the concept of gram kibui. This is not so much gram kibui, but he holds that if you cause a fire to go out later on, it's a grama. Gram nizakim potter. Gram kibui potter. I'm not pouring the water on it. The water, when the fire reaches here, and I put the water here one minute ago, it'll explode and it'll put out the fire. That's a gram kibbutz. And I can make a wall out of my vessels, whether they're full of water, they're empty. Rabbi says, look, if the fire is going to hit the klicher, it's going to explode, and the water is going to pour out, that's gram kibbutz, I hold that's asr. They can't withstand the fire. They You have a talus that is started, started, it went up in flames. I could pour water over one side. 
And if it, if it extinguishes itself, then it extinguishes itself. Now, I just want to point out, because Tysus keeps on bringing this point up, and every single time we run out of time, but it's Shabbos, we have all, all the way to 11 o'clock. So Tysus says, there's a concept called Shriyasoi Zeu Kibusoi, that you're not allowed to pour water on clothing on Shabbos, because pouring water on clothing is Mechabas. It's cleaning the clothing. So what do we do over here? I'm just saying it because it's Halacha Lamaisa. Now, on a towel, I could pour water on a towel because it's derech lichloch, it's making the towel dirty. So if I go in the exact reverse, it's a brand new beget, brand new talus. It has no stains on it. Then it's that I'm allowed to pour water on it. Or some say you have to pour wine or something that makes it, that you're not cleaning it. So Tysus has this thing that if you pour nice cold water, on a perfectly clean baguette, you don't say you're not actually cleaning it. Some say that you have to pour something that's really bad. And the, the Shukhanarach says, it's okay, you can pour water, as long as it's clean. For whatever reason, the Mishnah Bruce says, since the, there's Rishonim that say that it's a problem, you have to pour wine, he says, stay away from water, in such a case. Because you hear the problem, a problem of Okay, fine. So, so Rav says that if I have a talus and I have a fire on one hand, on one side I want to save half my pants, I pour water on the other, I don't know what you're going to do with half a talus, it's going to save me. Over here we have a b'raisa that says not like Rav. Why? Because if Rav was right, then the b'raisa should say his idea, pour water. The b'raisa doesn't say that. The b'raisa says if you have a fire, what do you do? You unravel it, and it's not going to have enough body to burn, and the fire will go out. You put it on you, you, you leave it there. And same thing with the Sefetaira. If it, somebody lit a fire there, you unroll it, and the fire is going to go out by itself. It's not going to be able to, to be consumed. You can read from it. You don't read from it. That's not the point. The point is not what you do with it. The point is that you're able to open it up. So you hear the kasha. The kasha is, why does Rav say you could pour water? Says Gemara, because Rav, Kuf, Chof, Amad Beis, we turned the page, sponsored by, we turned Amad, and now moving on to Amad Beis. This is getting a little, uh, by Fischl. Fischl from Mishpacha Magazine. That's what his new name is. Hudamakir he holds like Mishim Benanos that what? That Gram Kibu is mutter. Ask the Gemara, who told you anything about Gram Kibu? The reason why you're allowed to put a piece of skin, some, some goat hide, is because nothing happens. It's going to singe it. Gram Kibu, he never spoke about water. In. He does hold that. Midikton is safer. Reyes says, hey, stop. You can't use brand new earthenware that has water in it because they're going to explode and it's going to put out the fire. See from here that the Tanakama holds, it's okay. So Reb Shimon ben Nanas holds gram kibui mutter. Here's a picture. You have a table. In Bnei Brak, when I was a kid, they used to have it. I hope they got rid of it. 
They would have like these folding tables. How did they have folding tables? They had pieces of metal, and then you took these big long boards. So you, you had a ton of boards and a ton of these metal things, and you put them out, and then you put a, a piece of board on top of two things, and it would shake and this, the coke would fall in the middle of the kiddush. It was gewaldic. That's what they had in those days. So that's a tavla. That's exactly, here, here it is, right here. It wasn't as fancy as this. This halavai should look like that. It was like just a piece of metal, like a, like a horse. You know, you take two horses and you put a thing on top. So now you have, you have on top of this, what? In, in Hebrew it's called a donkey. In, in English it's called a horse. Fine. So I need to get, I need my tables, but I have a candle on it. So what do I do? That's the beginning. Don't get excited about this halacha. You shake it off, it falls on the floor. It's a lit candle. How could you do that? At the end of the day, you're being mechaba. Why? Because you're moving the oil. You're moving oil. That you can't get away with. That's a psikoration. That's going to happen. You want to tell me that the candle on the floor is... But moving the oil? For sure you move the oil. Therefore, Taisa says we're talking about... Uh, how do you see Shava in English? Wax, wax candles. Or there's nothing left at the end of the candle. You're done, you're done with the oil. No oil. Fine. The bottom line is, we're talking about a guy who forgot his candle on there. So, here's the aside. If I put the candle on the table on purpose... There's no way out of it. Because even to pick it up and shake it is asr. Because it's a buses. It's a base to dove asr. It became a buses only through my machshava. If I didn't know it, if I forgot it there, then, it's, then, then I could do it. This whole later boy says, not for us. How often is it going to happen? You're going to forget. Usually you remember, and memela, it's asr to shake on Shabbos. If there's a candle behind the door, so, we have Machlekes to show you what it means exactly. According to, to Taisvis, we don't go by Taisvis. I mean, Taisvis is unbelievable. We, we want to be consistent with Rashi. He says, literally, on the back of a door. Rashi holds, it's right over here, on this little table. And when you open the door, you can have a little wind coming in. The Rabbi Nechanan says it's on the wall. So when you open the door, you're like moving ear towards it. Okay. Don't worry about it. You can open the door, close the door. Rav. Rav cursed him. Where else do we have this recently that Rav cursed? Not together, right. He said, I think I, I like his better. What's your stomach ache? He said that the, the eye, the eye. Karno. No, that was, that was, that was, oh yeah, that was, that was Rabin Shmuel, that was Karna, yeah. So what did you say, throw up? He made, a, he made his eye, he had a thing come out of his eye, a cataract. Karna. He said, what's your name? Karna, Karna, yeah, fine. Okay, but Dailam knew what we're talking about. Laita lo Rav. So Rav made, uh, uh, he cursed him. What is it, what, why? Why did he curse him? Right? Oh, now we're bucking all these things. We had it many times. Is also according to Rabbi Yudah. He didn't mean to put the fire out, but hey, even if you don't mean to, you're chayev. 
And why did he, he say it's mutter? Because he all like Reb Shimon, that Dabashim is coming is mutter. Mishum the Rav, Savala, Kurb Yehuda, Kodatonic, Reb Shimon, Mela, Lightly. What? Because you, you hold like the other man, the so that's why you get cursed. Not only that, I think. How do we pass him? We pass like Reb Shimon. I mean, in those days, not. It was still Rav and Shmuel, Machalik's Rav and Shmuel, we passed But today, yeah. So, so why is Rav cursing? Omalei. The famous line, if it's 100% going to happen, that the fire is going to go out, then you can't say, I didn't mean it. That's the Then even Rav Shimon agrees that you're, it's also. You have a big flame, you have like a fireplace, and you open up a door, now it gets a nice draft. It, it enhances the fire. Abaya says, what are you doing? He cursed it out. If it's a normal wind, what's the big deal? It doesn't help. If it's a, gust, a big gust, what's the svar that says it's motor? Mm, okay. By the way, just before, okay, we'll go back. So we're talking about a normal, it's not a big gust, it's not really helping the flame. But whether or not, do we have to make it zero? If you tell a guy, just you could open the door, this person that has a fireplace doesn't know the difference, he keeps on opening the door every Shabbos. One Shabbos, when a tornado goes through town, he's not going to remember, he's going to keep on opening his door, and may have to be geyser. It says in the Mishnah that you allow to build a wall with the bottles of water and wine, whatever, and then when the fire comes, they explode and the fire go, flame goes out. So you see the Rabbanon hold, Gram Kibui Mutur. Gram Kibui Asur. Ask the Gemara We find the exact reverse. So it says it's interesting. It doesn't say 100% reverse, but we'll see. It says in the Braiso, you can make a mechitza out of these kalim. And only kalim that don't break and kalim that are empty. So if you have a metal kli, you have a nice pot, a soup pot, and it's full of soup, you could put it as a mechitza in front of a flame. Why? Nothing's going to happen. It's not going to break open and, and, and put out the flame. No, but it says over here in the Braisa, so according to Rabbanon, we have a, a, a stira. Rabbanon say you can put any clean there, even if it explodes, it's great. Over here they say you can't. Another problem is, Rabbi is more makel than Rabbanon. In our Mishnah, he's much more machmer. Rabbanon said you can put kalim, they explode, says Rabbi you cannot put kalim. Over here, He's the one that says, listen, you could even use these clay kfar uh, shichin, which are very strong, powerful uh, earthenware. Okay, but Rabbanon said you can't. So I have a situation where Rabbi Yossi is even more makel than Rabbanon. What happened here? Maybe I'll flip the names in the Mishnah. So that's one way. If you really get stuck, a b'raisa, a Okay, so change the names around. Rabbi Yossi, the b'raisa, the b'raim k'amar. I, Rabbi Yosef Nebraisa says, I could even use these kalim. He's saying, according to you, Chachamim, you could use these kalim. Even you guys who, who hold that you cannot put anything that explodes, but you know, these, these uh, clay cherets from Shechem, it's okay according to you. 
I hold you could put any kli, that even plastic that just explodes and the water is going to put out the fire. I hold it's mutter. I'm going to the devreichem. How can you flip the names? Who's the one? He says, Mufurish. Who's the one that says it's also to do Gram Kibui? Rabbi Yossi. So for, forget it. You can't switch the names. And I have a way to explain it. This whole Braisa doesn't have a Chachamim in it. So you can't ask a contradiction between Chachamim of the Braisa and the Chachamim of our Mishnah. There is no Chachamim. Take it out. This entire b'risa is Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi holds gram kibi osir. Therefore, I cannot put anything that will explode and water will put out the fire. What could I put? Empty dishes. And if the dish cannot break, like it's metal. It's metal. All these things that don't break. Ask the Gemara Kasha. This is a beautiful sugya, Rabbi Yisai. Listen to this sugya. A guy has Hashem's name written on his skin. Not in a tattoo. Somebody wants to get back at him. He knows, let's say, he has to take a shower, he has to go to the mikvah. A guy, one of his friends, a prank, writes Hashem's name, Yudke Bavke, on his arm. What does he do? It's a beautiful thing. The Sanya, I mean, it's not it's a terrible thing, but listen to the Sugya. The Sanya, he finds Hashem's name on his skin. And the Gemara is going to say in a second, we're talking about it's wet ink. It just happened a minute ago. Can't take a shower. You can't anoint yourself. And you can't go into the bathroom. Let's see, he's about carry. He has to go to the mikveh right now. I was once in a shul in Brooklyn. This is not important, but I'll never. I was a young kid. I don't know, 15 years old maybe. And the guy got up there and he said, "In the parish of what was it? In new? No, what's the parish of Truma of uh, of Bikurim? The first psukim in Bikurim, Menachem. What parish is that? Huh? Kisavon. He says, and Rashi says, Adam Yoyer Whatever. And he says, He's a Yoyred. If a person is a Yoyred, he has a, a Nefila. And, and I, I remember, like, what is he talking? I've never heard drushes like that. But uh, whatever he took, he was a Chzisha guy, he's a Rebbe. He says, What does Gemi mean? That's what Gary, once you realize how Koshbarhu, okay, fine. So since then, every time I say Gemi, Godel Masi Hashem. Huh? Oh, over here it's that. What is he going to do? I didn't realize. This is Mamash Astira. First, go to Mas Hashem. Then he becomes a Yoyred. Ah, but then he's Toivel. Rabbi said, that's the Pshat. Okay. I chap. So, anyways, so you put this, you put a bandage on it. You put a, 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 a reed. Gemi is a type of a reed. You put it on your arm over Hashem's name, and you can go in. What does that mean? Rabbi Yossi all of a sudden says, what's going to happen? He's going to go into the mikvah. The water of the mikvah, especially with all the chemicals in it, is going to take off the Shem Hashem. What is that called? Gram Mechika. Or whatever you want to call it. It's a grama. As long as you don't rub it, it's okay. 
But, but over here, Rabbi Yossi is the one that says, Gram Echik is Mutter. And Chachamim say, Gram Echik is Aser. In our Mishnah, Gram Kibu is Mutter, and Gram Kibu is Aser, according to Rabbi Yossi. The Shittas are reversed. Says the Gemara, you're right, they are reversed. But there's a reason. Shani Asam, Dom Akro, Vibatim Eshema Minamokim Ahu, Loi Sasun Kein Lashem Likechem. The Avod Zara, you have to erase. But Hashem's name, don't erase. But it says, Loi Sasun. Asiru the Aser, Gram Ashari. The, the Isser is to do. Asiya, grama going into a mikvah and coming off by itself, says Rabbi Yossi, says in the Pasuk, Mutter. Hey, also says, don't do the 39 Melachas. Asiya, also, grama shari. So it's Mutter to put the, these bottles of water in front of a fire, grama. Says the Gemara, no. Now we come to the biggest side that we keep on saying, no. Over here we have a concept, the person will, is in such a stressed situation. They understood the psychology of man, and they understand that if he's in a situation and you don't make rules for him, at the end of the day, he's going to put out this fire. I have a question about here. When it comes to fire, when a person is in stress, you say, you're allowed to put, make a fence with water, and da, 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 and I'm not worried, but over here he's not in stress at all. So what's the problem? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you. If I ask you a bunch of kashas and you don't have the tarots for them, that tells me you didn't understand what's going on here. And if you didn't understand, then I'll explain it to you and everything will make sense. Your whole kasha doesn't start. Why? Well, what, what, what is he putting? What's this bandage made out of reed on his hand over Hashem Hashem? What, what is it? If it's really tight, you have a problem, you can't go into a mikvah with something that's tight. If it's a real bandage that, that's not allowing water, then it's a chatzitza, not a good tefillah. If water could get through, water's going to go and erase Hashem Hashem. So what are, what's going on here? Oh, if you know what's going on here, then you're not going to have a kasha. So the Gemara just goes off for a second. Chatzitza, you're asking me that the reed is a chatzitza, or the actual ink is a chatzitza. Belacha. We're talking about it's not dry yet. It's still just, just came out of the pen. It's still moist. Blood, ink, honey, milk, yevashim, chaytzitzim, lachem, chaytzitzim. It's not considered a chatzitza if it's still wet. So what's going on here? What's this gemi? We have a different brown. You have Hashem's name on your arm, let's say, and you're standing naked. It's a problem. You can't stand in front of Hashem's name naked. So therefore, I put a gemi on it. What he says, you're allowed to rebuke The monach She's talking about, he put his hand on top of Hashem's name. So according to Rabbanon also, he put his hand on it. He says, oh, no, sometimes you're in the shower, you need to put the, the, the shampoo on your head, so you're going you're gonna to go like this. You're going to take it off and put, oh, I forgot to, so I'm scared that you're going to expose Hashem's name. What's going on here? What's enough community? Says the Gemara, okay, I'll tell you, Pshat. If you have it available, great. 
Here, I have a gemi here. Mamish. This is a gemi, a rubber band. Put it over here. Shmak. Oh. That's what happens. Zilma the Mishtali, and it snaps. So you put it over here, and now water could go in, but it doesn't expose Hashem's name, and therefore everything is great. Says the Gemara. Machloikis is, do I have to go look for this gemi? Rabbonin Savri, Tfilo, Daf Kufchof, Aleph, Omid Aleph, Tfilo, Bezman, Alav, Mitzvah. And we had a major machloikis in Mesechtis Nida. Whether or not you have to go to the mikvah, I'm going to show you, I'm going to prove to you that if you were during Nida, you remember the sugya. Whether or not you have to go to the mikvah, the second you're, you're available. So let's say a Zav is able to go to the mikvah during the day. He has to run to the mikvah that second. Machloikis, does he have to run right, right then or he can push it off? He's busy now. I have a mitzvah right now to go to mikvah. I go right now. I don't have time to look for a gemi. Says the Gemara. Actually, holds that it's a mitzvah. But it says like this: On Yom Kippur, Hazav, Vahazava, Hametzoyer, Vametzuras. All these people that have to go to the mikvah. Boil nida, utmei meis, tefilasim bayoyim. When do they have to go to the mikvah? During the daytime. Neither were you let us. A woman who gave birth, Tfilasam Balaila. Dear Tfilas at night. Balkari, Toyvoil of Kalayim Kul. So, Mela, if it's Yom Kippur, I go, if I'm a Balkari, go the whole day. If I'm a Yeledas, I go uh, Yom Kippur at night. After, yeah, after Mayrav, go to Mikvah. Uh, Zav, Zava, Metzaira, they go during the day. On Yom Kippur. Rabbi says, listen, after Mincha, I'm not davening anyways. What's the point for me to do? I already daven Mincha. I ni'ila, ni'ila I'll daven at night, after Mayrev, after nighttime, and just go at night. Says the Gemara, what do you see from here? The Rabbi holds, Tzfil Bizmana, lav mitzvah. Why does he say push it off to the night? I have to go right now. Why does he push it off to Mayrev? The answer is, because he holds, Tzfil Bizmana is not, the, the, it's not a mitzvah. Says the Gemara, we could talk about this for two hours. And in fact, I even made an American flag back then by mistake. Everybody pointed it out afterwards. What's going on here is, real quickly, a woman, what? Today's 4th of July. Ah, listen to this. Today's 4th of July. Mamish worked out. I didn't hop. Okay. Yeah, Rafi showed me that his socks were, were American flag. Okay, beautiful. Works like Siakaj Baruchu. Even the guys should think, fine. What's going on here in this chart? The Gemara over there neither discusses a case where a person, a woman has to go to the mikvah 35 times in a row. In fact, she could even go 80 times, whatever, in a row. Why? What happened was that she left. She left town, she was pregnant. She comes back, she was in a car accident, something happened to her, she doesn't know what happened. She has no clue. She doesn't know she gave birth, she doesn't know what she gave birth to, a zakhar, a keva. Is she Nida? Is she a Zava? She has no idea. So Mela, we're not going to go through the whole thing. The point is that every day she goes to the mikvah once in the morning, once in the evening. Because as she has to go, Tefillah is not a mitzvah, she goes in the morning. She can't say, I'm going to go at night and be mighty two Tefillahs because every, the moment she's chayiv, she goes. It's, it's, a, it's a riddle. How do you get the 35 Tefillahs? Because she wants to go, she has to go at these times. Comes Rabbi Yossi and says, no. 
Why should she go every single day? Because she's a Yoledis, and a Zava, and a this, and a that, and all these things. Let her just go the last final day, she'll go one time. That's a different Rabbi Yossi. That's a Rabbi Yossi who doesn't hold of Tefillah's man and mitzvah. But our Rabbi Yossi, here's a riddle. Who's our Rabbi Yossi's father? So we just had the sugyo that Rabbi Yossi didn't, I asked the question that Rabbi Kivei says, Rabbi Kivei asked, how did he say his father's name? Abba. Chalafta. Chalafta was his name. So Rabbi Yossi meant Chalafta, right? You remember that, Maisa? Rabbi Yossi mentioned his father's name, and Rabbi Kivei says, if you say Abba, it's okay. Throughout Shas, Rabbi Yossi, all these Rabbi Yossi's that we had yesterday, nine times that Rabbi Yossi said, I hope I'm in the, 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 the mechitza of the people that do shalash shudas. I hope I'm in the mechitza of, of the people that... That's Rabbi Yossi Bar Chalafta. This Rabbi Yossi that doesn't hold of Tefillah Bismana is a different Rabbi Yossi. His name is Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda. Atkan, have a wonderful week. Tomorrow, 7.15, sharp. Here in the base Medrash, we're going to take day by day as it comes as a matana. Yeshokoyach. Oh, which picture? <laughs>